So good to be together in his house, amen, in his presence, in his power. And it's a real honour today to, to share the word with you. And I pray that you be encouraged and built up. And why don't we pray before we come? Lord, I just thank you that we could be together with your people in your presence. Lord, you are here. You're here to heal, to save, to bring life. And I pray you'd stir us, Lord, for your cause. Help us to live in your ways. Help us to not grow overly familiar with, Lord, our way of life, but, Lord, live to follow you and glorify you, Jesus. In your wonderful name, amen. Well, have you ever been to a different place, different country, different area, and things are just different? You go to a different country and they, they have different rules, different ways of doing things. Maybe you've changed jobs and the culture at your new workplace is completely different to the one you had before. And we, we have this in life. We go from place to place and there's differences. There's differences in life. And I was thinking about this, you know, I looked up some weird different rules and laws in places. Do you know in Western Australia it's illegal to have more than 50 kilograms of potatoes? Why you'd want more than 50 kilograms of potatoes, I do not know. Or in France, apparently, it is illegal for men to wear loose-fitting swimwear. So budgie smugglers for everyone. <laughs> Some might be more happy in that than others. Probably not so much me. Or, you know, you go to different places and they have different traffic rules. Like Victorians do this weird hook turn thing. Victorians do a lot of weird things, so I won't go there. Or as missions pastors, I've had the privilege of going to different countries and nations where some places seem to have no traffic rules. Uh, you know, like in Indonesia, um, one of my friends there, he says, oh, in Australia, you drive by rules. In Indonesia, we drive by feelings. <laughs> Whatever feels right... Just go with it. Or uh, in, we had a team recently returned from Vietnam. I know I've been there before. And they have pedestrian crossings on the road. They don't mean anything. They just look good. You could stand there forever waiting for the traffic to stop. It is not going to happen. Different places, different rules. And this year we're, we're focusing on a king and his cause and talking about life in Jesus' kingdom. And in his kingdom there are ways of doing things. There are, are rules and what I want to talk about today, what are, what are the ways of the kingdom? We, you know, we're, we're in his kingdom. We live life in his kingdom. But our, our challenges at times is we get dragged into to living in our natural world, in our natural rules, in our natural realm. But that's not where we're called to live. And so we've got to understand some things. And so I want to look first at John 17, verse 14 to 16. And Jesus said this, I have given them your word. And the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am of it, not of it. See, we've got to have an understanding that, yes, we live here on earth. We live in our society, in our family, in our workplace. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. We're of his kingdom. We're, we're, we're foreigners in this world. We're heavenly beings. And God has called us in, to live in a different way. I remember I was privileged as a young boy about 30 years ago. My parents took myself and my two brothers and we went and lived on the mission field. 
We went and lived in a country called Cyprus, and it was a wonderful experience, amazing. You know, going from a young boy here in the western suburbs of Sydney to suddenly being in the middle of ancient ruins and different culture, different language. We were foreigners in a foreign land, and it was exciting, it was wonderful, but we were very conscious of the fact that we were different. Uh, Here I am, a a blonde, blue-eye, 10-year-old boy in the midst of people with dark complexion, dark hair. I remember the old ladies used to touch my hair all the time and and they'd tell mum how blessed she was to have three blonde-haired, blue-eyed young boys. We were different. We were Aussies living in a Greek Cypriot culture and we had to be comfortable with, with the fact that there was a difference And likewise, we have to be comfortable with the fact that we are kingdom citizens living in an earthly culture. And we can't get caught up in the wrong battles of life. The world, the enemy, wants to drag us into these worldly battles, into these worldly mindsets. But we are foreigners in this land. See, we're called to live differently. And there's this pressure from society from our family of origin, oh, that's just the way we've been brought up, or, you know, from those around us in our world, our workplace, our school, wherever we are, there could be a pressure to live in a certain way, to think in a certain way. But that's not how God has called us to live. We are kingdom citizens. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. See, we're called to live on a higher level, on a different plane altogether than the the thinking of this world. His thoughts are are higher than our thoughts. Romans 11 verse 33 to 35 says, Oh, how great God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? Are we living in this natural way of living, this earthly way? Or are we choosing to lean in to God's thoughts, to God's ways? Because they are higher than our ways. Don't get caught in low-level living. Let's live a kingdom life in our thinking, in our mentality, in the way we, we act around others, in the way we act towards others. What sphere are you living in, a natural sphere or a spiritual sphere? Romans 8, verse 10 to 11, And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. We are spirit beings. His Spirit gives us life. And so why do we get caught up living in this natural world? We've got a choice to make. Are we going to just play the game that the rest of the world is playing? Or are we going to choose to live his way? to live as spirit beings, what he has called us to live. You know, think about, you know, they talk about playing chess or checkers. Someone outsmarts someone and they've, it's like they played chess while someone else was playing checkers. And we can get caught up in that kind of battle of saying, oh, I'm just going to be a little bit different to everyone else. Just a little bit. I'm on the same playing field. I'm just going to play a little bit different. But 
That's not how God's called us to live. His ways are higher than our ways. He hasn't called us just to fit in or be a little bit different. No, we are completely different. The world wants to pull you into this battle of you've got to be left or right or you've got to be one way or another way. You've got, there's all these things that you have to abide by. Jesus is on a totally different plane altogether. And so we have a choice to make. Are we going to live in a different culture or are we going to just get dragged into the way of the world? His ways are higher than our ways. I think we lived in Cyprus for a year and then we moved to England for a year when, when we lived overseas. So I went to school in England. And I, I think I had this concept, oh, they speak the same language, Aussies came from England, so it would be pretty similar. But it's amazing how even though, yes, we speak the same language, the difference is huge. And it's the same in our lives in this world is we can think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a human, I'm just like everyone else. I can just be a little bit different. But no, God has called us to be on a different plane altogether. To not live a temporal life, but to live an eternal life. To not live in the natural, but to live focused on the supernatural. Ephesians 6 verse 11 to 12, Put on all God's armour so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. 1 Corinthians 15.50, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Are you playing, are you living on a perishable field or are you choosing to live in the imperishable? Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33, Jesus kind of sums this up so well. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. These things, they dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. You know, when we're just living in this worldly culture, our thoughts, our mindsets are dominated by these things. But when we live in God's realm, when we live in his kingdom, we're not concerned about those things. We trust him above all else because his thoughts are higher than all our thoughts. So which kingdom are you living in? See, the enemy in the world, they want to drag us into a place where, where we worry about everything, where fear reigns, where mental assent is the goal, where our hope is in government and where we're swayed by every woman thought and where we just live by the trend of the day. That is not his kingdom. We are not called to live in this world. We are called to live in his kingdom. We are kingdom citizens. So I want to talk about living in the kingdom way. Early Christians were called followers of the way. Jesus said, I am the way. So what are some tenets? What are some rules of the kingdom? What are some ways that we can live? They're like rules of gravity. It's understanding how to live in this world. How do we operate? How do we walk from day to day? Or it's like playing sport. It's knowing how to play the game. It's knowing that you don't just walk out of your crease randomly and get stumped. For all my cricket fans out there, you'll get that one. 
You've got to know the rules of the game, know how to live in this kingdom that he's called us to live because we are not of this world. Now, I could go on, there's a whole range of things, but I just want to focus on five things in how we live in his kingdom and how it's different from the ways of this world. And the first thing is greatness is found in humility. Matthew 18, verse 1 to 4, Jesus says, But at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You see, the world says... Promote yourself, push past everyone else, get the most, be the most, get to the top, just try and get everything you can. But Jesus says, humble yourself, serve others, build others up, live to be a blessing to others. That is the kingdom way. Mark 10, verse 42 to 45. So Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rules of this world lord it over people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. I just love that statement. But among you, it will be different. That's what it means to live in his kingdom. It will be different. And the difference is is that greatness is found in humility, in laying our lives down for others, not just trying to puff ourselves up and be the best that we can, but no, lifting others up. So there's a truth in each of these tenets, in each of these rules, there's a truth. And the truth is, is that others come first. The kingdom way. Greatness is found in humility. Another kingdom rule, if you were, a little faith in him is all you need. Luke 13, verse 18 to 21. Then Jesus asked, What is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in his branches. And again he said, What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked through the whole dough. Mark eleven twenty two to 24, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. A little faith in him is all you need. See, the world says, work hard. It's all on your shoulders. Trust in your money. Trust in your job. You've got to make it happen. But Jesus says, trust me. I'll take the weight. I'm your provider. I'll look after your needs. Don't worry about those things. Trust in me. A little faith in him is all you need. It's different to the world's way. So the world says, oh, I've got to worry. I've got bills, interest rates are rising, everything's changing. There's stress, 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 anxiety, work harder, work nonstop. But Jesus says, trust in me, rest in me. It's different. It's a different kingdom that we live in. So the truth is we've got to trust in him. 
The kingdom way, greatness is found in humility. A little faith in him is all you need. And thirdly, blessing is found in generosity. Acts 20 verse 35, in everything I did, this is Paul speaking, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Luke 6 verse 37 to 38, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. The world says get more, hoard more, make more, save more, build more, do more, do more, 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 more. But Jesus says give more, help others, build up others. Don't try to get, live to give. Which kingdom are we living in? 2 Corinthians verse nine, uh, 9, verse 6 to 9. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Blessing is found in generosity. The truth is, is that I'm blessed so that I can be a blessing to others. Which kingdom are we living in? The one where we try and get and hoard and live to be blessed or we live to be a blessing to others? This is the kingdom way. Greatness is found in humility. A little faith in him is all you need. Blessing is found in generosity. And fourthly, love your enemies. Now this is easier said than done. Matthew 5, verse 43 to 47. You've heard it said that it was said, love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Are we living in the kingdom way or the world's way? The world says retaliate. Those who disagree with me, they hate me. I'm going to cancel everyone who disagrees with me. It says I can never forgive. That's what the world says. But Jesus says pray for your enemies. Love them. Care for them. Help them. Forgive them. This is the kingdom way. It's not an easy way, but it's the kingdom way. Romans 12 verse 21, Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Easier said than done. In our marriages, you know, we can get opposition, we can have our conflicts within marriage and we can hold on to unforgiveness, we can push others away. But that's not the kingdom way. The kingdom way is to forgive, to embrace, to love. 
those around us in our world, in our families. We can push them away or we can embrace them and love our enemies. The kingdom truth is that we should love everyone, forgive everyone, embrace everyone. It's not easy, but it's the kingdom way. Greatness is found in humility. A little faith in him is all you need. Blessing is found in generosity. Love your enemies. And fifthly, death is not the end. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51 to 57. Listen very carefully. I tell you a mystery, a secret truth decreed by God and previously hidden but now revealed. We will not all sleep in death, but we will all be completely changed, wondrously transformed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trumpet call. For a trumpet will sound and the dead who believed in Christ will be raised imperishable. And we will be completely changed, wondrously transformed. For this perishable part of us must put on the imperishable nature. And this mortal mortal part of us that is capable of dying must put on immortality, which is freedom from death. And when this perishable puts on the imperishable, and this mortal puts on immortality, then the scripture will be fulfilled that says, Death is swallowed up in victory, vanquished forever. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin by which it brings death is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death is not the end. Come on, praise God. See, the world says failure is final. There is no hope. The world says you can't escape your past. You've made mistakes. You've messed up. It's over. There is no hope for your future. But Jesus said, out of death comes life. Nothing is impossible. You have eternal hope. I've conquered the grave. Anything is possible. So what kingdom are we living in? A kingdom where we make mistakes, we mess up, and it feels like I'm just going to give up. I've got no hope. Or a kingdom where I have eternal hope, where Jesus is my hope. See, the truth is, is that anything is, is possible to him who believes. Which kingdom are you living in? What is the kingdom way? Well, greatness is found in humility. A little bit of faith in him is all you need. Blessing is found in generosity. Love your enemies and death is not the end. Now I could go on. There are so many principles, so many kingdom rules, as it were, all throughout the Gospels. I encourage you, read the Gospels. He is the way. Read about Jesus. How did he live? How did he respond? Maybe this week as you get together in Connect Group, take time to discuss what are some kingdom rules? What are some kingdom ways that that you put into your life. But my question to you is, what field are you playing on? What kingdom are you living in? Are we living in his kingdom? Or are we getting caught up in worldly battles, in worldly ways? We've got a choice to make. A choice to choose what rules are we going to live by. Don't get dragged into a battle that you're not designed to fight. Live in his ways, 
and in his life. I'm going to invite the, the worship team to come and I invite you to stand. And I pray that you would choose his way. We're Christians, we love Jesus, we're following him, but like I said, we can find ourselves assimilated into the culture of the world around us. And it's like that frog slowly boiling and we get just off track just a little bit. We need to remind ourselves we are not of this world. We're called to be different. And don't fear being different. You'll be a light to your world, a light of hope, a light of his grace and his mercy and his love. I want to finish with this scripture, Matthew 5, verse 48. This is Jesus speaking. In a word, what I'm saying is, grow up. Oh, thanks, Jesus. Your kingdom subjects, now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. This is who you are. Live generously and graciously toward others, the way God lives toward you. He's given us this life. He's placed us in his kingdom. We're foreigners in this world, but he's sent us out to be sheep among the wolves, to be a light in the darkness, to be hope in a place of hopelessness. So I encourage you, live in the kingdom way. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Lord, for your love and your grace and your mercy that you've given to us. It boggles our mind. Lord, that you would bless us so much. Help us, Lord, to live in that way. That we would be a blessing to our world that we would be a light to those around us, that we wouldn't get caught up in the daily struggles of life, in worldly things. But Jesus, that our focus would be on you and that you would help us to live in your way. Be with us. We need your help, Jesus. We can't do this alone. I pray your Holy Spirit would be with us and that we would live our lives in your kingdom. We love you, Jesus, and glorify you. Amen.